0: excuse me picking it up here in verse 9 and lord willing we'll we'll get down to verse 17 and these passages they're just so rich um you know there there, there's so much truth here concerning the things that are going to unfold but man there's so much edification uh, encouragement so many so many pictures of of our the awesomeness of our god of eternity it's a sad thing that there's so many people that shy away from the book of revelation Um, one couple from our fellowship moved this past year and they're they're doing good where they are but you know they're they're having a difficulty finding a fellowship where they move that's really in the word and uh, the gal was telling me she said you know they went into one church and they said hey do you teach the book of revelation and the guy's like oh no we don't we don't ever get in that book and she's like well he's like well number one i can't understand it and secondly it just scares everybody And I'm like oh man brother you're missing out because did we not read blessed are those who who read and hear and keep the words of this prophecy and man we've been so blessed out here on Wednesday night and there's another blessing before us again this evening and tonight here in chapter or chapter 7 verse 9 as we pick it up you know what it builds off what we looked last week uh we saw the beginning of this chapter it says after these things and he's talking about the things after those first six seals, which we'll we'll recap when we get a little deeper into this. Um, we see this seems to be around the midway point of the tribulation. But some of these things talked about, it, it's hard to fully pinpoint them in the timeline of the seven years. I think some of these things, you know what, expand through the beginning and the end and have start points and end points that we can't fully identify and i think that's okay i think it can almost be a dangerous thing to to throw up this chart where like hey you know what happened here this happens here It's like you know what that that could be a dangerous thing i think there's some things that are real clear and there's other things that you know we don't know exactly how or when or the beginning and the end of some of this stuff we do know that you know what from from chapter 4 to about chapter 19 that is the great tribulation and that's okay it's okay if we can't exactly pinpoint everything god doesn't expect us to but this seems to be around the midway point but i do think there's spillover from what we're seeing in this chapter you know throughout the tribulation because this is the chapter where we're seeing these you know what um saints who have been set aside, the 144,000 that we saw last week, these Israeli, the Bible calls them virgins, these voices that God uses to worship Him, these servants that God uses to preach His gospel. And we know that as servants of the Lord, we've been called to worship Him. And we flash forward there in Revelation 14, and we saw that group worshiping the Lord, giving praise to God. We don't necessarily see them witnessing and they're called the 144,000 witnesses a lot of times people call them that you don't necessarily see them directly preaching the gospel but i believe we see that they do preach the gospel and that servants are called to preach the gospel We're we're called to do the work of an evangelist that's all of us jesus said in mark 16:15, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature he's talking to his servants there And we see them serving in the first part of this chapter. In the second part, we see a great multitude that's come to Christ during the great tribulation. And if you just do simple math and you look at context, it seems very, very clear that we see these servants set aside in the first part of this chapter, and in the second part of the chapter, we see the fruit of their ministry, because we see a great, great group here tonight that's coming out of the tribulation. And it seems really clear in the wording here that not only coming out of the tribulation because their faith in the Lord, they're being martyred. And this ties back into the group we see under the altar in the previous chapter um, during the fifth seal. Um, But it also seems to indicate, and we'll look at the verbiage here, that they got saved in the tribulation. So they're coming to the Lord. They're choosing Jesus over the Antichrist but there's someone witnessing to him and sharing with them and it seems this 144,000 is part of god's evangelism plan for the great tribulation and we talked last week how you know it, the israelis have been scattered throughout the face of the earth and there's estimates that there's more jews or israelis out you know in the earth than there are in israel and there's nowhere that tells us this group's going to be a group concentrated in israel or in jerusalem and i think and i'm getting ahead of myself a little bit here i think this is one of the ways god's going to get the gospel to all the world you know before he comes back because there's many unreached tribes you know you get down in into to south uh south america i mean there there's uh, many many groups that you know they're, they're untouched by modern civilization there might be some jews in those groups you're like oh wait a minute down south africa yeah there's there there's groups of jews that were found in ethiopia that had more held more true to the jewish customs than the jews that were in the middle east jews out of asia and so forth in different groups and they might not be full-blooded jews they've been mixed with some of the gentiles you know of those areas but you break it down and I hate to bust your bubble tonight, Jesus was not fully Jewish. He has Moabites in his ancestry and some Canaanites and so forth. And so, pretty amazing stuff. Uh, let's read through the text here, and then we'll look at this group that seems to be clearly the fruit of the preaching of the gospel of these 144,000. So, he says, After these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude which no one could number of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues standing before the throne and before the Lamb clothed with white robes with palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice saying salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb all the angels stood around the throne and the elders and the four living creatures and fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God saying amen blessing and glory and wisdom thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our god forever and ever amen verse 13 then one of the elders answered saying to me who are these arrayed in white robes and where do they come from and i said to him sir you know Again, john doesn't know who these people are he can't identify them so he said to me these are the ones who came out of the great tribulation and washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb Therefore they are behold. Therefore they are before the throne of God and serve Him day and night in His temple, and He who sits on the throne will dwell among them. They shall neither hunger any more nor thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them nor any heat. For the Lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to fountains of waters, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. What a glorious passage. <clears throat> Now notice here after these things and this is the second time we've read after these things in this chapter um the first time in the beginning of the chapter after these things and again he sees the 144,000 sealed the servants of God and now after these things after the sealing of the servants he looks and again he sees this multitude beautifully though look at John is continuing to look and I think we can, you know, let's skip right over that, but I think it would be foolish to do so. John has seen an eyeful at this point. I mean, think about this. He has seen visions of those first six seals being broke, he's seen this Antichrist going forward on a white horse, deceiving the nation or the nations of the world then he saw that second horse going forth bringing a sword men rising up and butchering or slaying one another offering up one another as sacrifice and it seems even moving so far to be participating in cannibalism and it's not just a sword that's being unleashed you know in violent areas but everywhere in every neighborhood across the world and then from there he saw the famine as he sees the next horse the black horse i believe it is going forward and these scales indicating you know what the economy finally imploding and it's amazing i think it's been from the 80s that people have said man this economy is going to implode you know we've been hearing it right it's just a bubble it's going to burst i know last year at the beginning of all this when they were talking about stim- stimulus packages and so forth and they're like it's all going to burst it's all going to burst and it's like it still hasn't burst And you know what? It won't burst until people quit. I'll tell you an insight tonight. The reason why the economy hasn't burst is because people keep putting their faith in fiat money. And that's the reason why. Because people believe their money's worth something when it's actually worth nothing. (laughs) The money in your pocket's actually probably worth about the paper that it's printed on. But as long as people think that it's worth something... You know what, it, it just continues going and it allows even these elites to get more control because they said, Look at this isn't even worth anything, but we'll print it up and we'll give it to you, not realizing that you're really our slaves and you know what, we pretty much want to try to control most of your life and so forth. And it's been suggested that the economy is just gonna keep humming until this point in the tribulation. Because we know the days of the Lord or the coming of the Lord we like the days of Noah. And right up into the point that god took noah into the ark and then he shut the door it says they bought and they sold and they married and so forth and it's really a picture of a humming economy and i really believe in many ways and i might be wrong look it it might crash tomorrow should it crash tomorrow it should and i might be wrong this it's just a thought or an idea i think in many ways satan loves a humming economy and you say oh wow you know why would why would he why would he want that you know there's a lot of blessings found in a humming economy and practically they are i mean without the lord there is no economy right there's none of that but i'll tell you when things are humming like that oftentimes it's it's people all the more that will worship mammon and all the more get caught up in just temporary things because rarely, rarely, rare, rarely in the history of the world have revivals come out of humming economies. <laughs> Generally come when the rubber hits the road or the chickens come home to roost and everything collapse. That's usually when there is a revival. Usually it's on the cusp of wars or after wars in, or in the midst of real pandemics. Which I think we might actually be starting to enter into a real pandemic. I personally don't think we've been in one but I think we may be entering in one I'm convinced more and more of these all this is bioweapons that are, are being created to try to destroy people's lives um, but you know we need not fear in any of that and um, you know what that that third seal could be finally the time when it all collapsed because John seeing again the scales and then famine where people are working all day long for a loaf of bread. And then we see after that the pale horse coming where a quarter of the world is killed through all these various things. And then that fifth seal was the martyrs. He sees them under the altar crying out to God for vengeance. And he says, rest a little while longer until the number of your fellow brethren are complete. That ties in tonight. And then in the sixth seal, remember he basically sees stars falling to the earth. Which seemed to shake the earth. The sun becoming like sackcloth. And covered. The moon being blood red. It seems to indicate fires. And you know what? All the mountains and the islands of the world are shook. John is seeing this. And he's, he's not seeing it through the lens of some Hollywood, you know, production. And boy, a lot of Hollywood productions, they look very realistic today. You know, it's kind of frightening what they can do. He's seeing this through the spirit as it will actually unfold and man that would be hard to continue to look but he continues to look and i think there's an application for us in this look at it's easy with everything going on in the world to go i'm just not going to look anymore and i think again there's an error of looking too much because we want to first look to jesus but at the same time hear this tonight we can't be a people who just tap out of reality either because there's a lot of folks doing that they, they want to deliberately be ignorant to the things going on in the world and they don't want to deal with the real issues they just say i'm going to i'm going to be over here in my happy little bubble and so forth and we're obligated to understand the times you know that the men of are one of the tribes of israel they're commended in the old testament because they understand the times And the Lord says, when you see all these things happening, look up because your redemption draweth nigh. So the Lord wants us to be looking. In fact, he rebuked the Pharisees because he said, you look at the sky and you see it's red and you can discern that it's about to rain. But you can't discern the signs of the times. And what was the sign of the time? The first coming of the Messiah was right before him. He was speaking and they couldn't discern it because they were caught up in their little Pharisee world that was about them promoting themselves and selfish promotes and so forth. And and pursuits and so forth. Let's not be a people that grow weary from looking, but let's just make sure that first and foremost we're looking to the Lord Jesus Christ. Also listen and seeing what's going on it actually provides phenomenal ministry opportunities listen these things are on people's minds and so forth there's a lot of non-believers that are deeply deeply troubled about the things unfolding it's amazing how many people are familiar with bible prophecy and i think a lot of that has to do with the left behind series that a lot of people criticize or the 70s from you know a, a thief in the night i want to show that again for our church man those, those movies are so good if you're not familiar with them man those things are awesome or i think a lot of people are even familiar with prophecy and it's amazing how god can even at times speak through a donkey through the heavy metal groups of the 80s that were always you know talking about 666 and this kind of stuff and that's actually where a lot of hip-hop is today a lot of the hip-hop artists today are full-on outward satanists a lot of the ones that get up to the you know the the hundreds of millions of views and billions of views and so forth yes i said billions put their satanism blatantly out there and marks of the mark of the beast and so forth and and then people start going what is this stuff and a lot of people in our culture are familiar with that and imagine being familiar with that seeing these things unfolded but not knowing jesus christ I mean, I talk to so many believers, and like, man, I'm kind of troubled. And then you, you talk and you encourage, hey, let me pray for you. You lay hands, like, you know what? I feel refreshed. Yeah, God's on the throne, you know? We preach to ourselves the scripture and we get refreshed and we go, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. I know how this ends. And God's brought me this far. And He has promises to bring me farther. Man, and in, 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 you know what? You can get encouraged but imagine knowing about prophetic things and seeing them unfold because it does it doesn't take a genius to see what's unfolding here this is this is this is global things that that is making sense of prophecy unlike it could ever be made sense of in any times past i mean it's all coming together but imagine being in that place and not personally knowing jesus christ and so i want to be in a place where i i know what's happening at least what's being reported because it gives opportunity to have conversation with people and not look like someone that's just out of touch with their head buried in the sand but to use that as opportunity to talk to people just like paul did in athens and you see jesus doing it you know taking things of that day or you know what uh, uh farming and and wells and all this kind of stuff and using it as a platform then to do what yeah let me tell you about jesus christ let me tell you about the lord jesus christ so as john keeps looking again let's keep looking let's make sure that we look to jesus a whole lot more because <laughs> if you don't do that you're going to be in trouble and praise god as he's looking things unfolding you know who's also looking at the lord jesus christ because he's caught up in the spirit right and so that's really where the balance is found and if you start getting overwhelmed and you're like i'm looking i'm looking overwhelmed, that's a that's number that's telling you something right there you need to look to jesus more you need to look to him more you need to get your eyes back on him maybe yesterday as the you know the the tally of the recall start coming in i wasn't surprised by it i'm like okay we'll see i i, I believe in miracles but you know and i wasn't doubting what the lord can do but i but i know people man and it, throughout this last year and a half I, i've been going to the bay area in la for reasons and i go down there and i'm like it's, it's a cult up there it's a cult. I'm not saying there aren't believers up there. It's a cult though. I mean, pray for these people's salvation. They are bamboozled where they are absolutely aggressive about their cult that they're involved in. And it is it is there's a brainwashing happening. So I wasn't surprised, but I know a lot of people are like, oh, you know, and like man, in those moments, especially, turn to the Lord. Turn to Jesus bring your cares before him get a biblical perspective preach to yourself truth found in the word of god because i am grieved over that it grieves my heart but again my god's on the throne and he's ruling and reigning and i do know this that he'll work all things for good for those who love him and are called according to his purposes to me that's a bad thing i love my state i was born in this state i lived in the state most of my life i love this state i love our community i do i I wear a california hat you see me around town you'll see me wearing that california hat i love our state and that's a bad thing for our state but i know god's going to work it for good for those that love him and are called according to his purposes is he your lord tonight can you say amen to that do you love him tonight can you say amen to that he's going to work it for our good and i am a hundred percent confident in that so let's 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 keep looking and beautifully as John keeps looking he keeps getting more insight and I think of what Jesus said John's hungry for more insight here not just of what's going to happen but of the Lord and the Lord said blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness these shall be filled and so let's look to see what's going on let's more so look to the Lord and there will be a filling that comes with that from the Holy Spirit now he sees a great multitude which no one could number, no man could number. That means a lot. That that means like a lot of people. A massive, massive group. And this is incredibly encouraging and glorious. Because again, we read and we'll see this is a group that has gotten saved during the Great Tribulation. They've gotten saved and they come to the Lord and they're a group of people that are being martyred for their faith and you look at that and you're like oh man they lost their lives but they really didn't lose their lives they gained life and it's a glorious thing a huge amount john doesn't know how many people but guess what jesus christ not only knows how many people but he knows the amount of hairs on all of their heads (laughs) just like he knows that for us now again we know this multitude is not the church We've many times compared this group with the church, and we see they just do not match up. This is the group that, in Revelation 20, they still don't even have resurrected bodies after we've already come back with the Lord, and God's taken care of business in the valley of Armageddon. We see this is a group that doesn't have crowns. It's a group that serves before the Lord in the temple we rule and reign with the lord and we sit on thrones with the lord we're going to judge the world and the angels we read in revelation 20 and in the letters to those in corinth that's not this group so this isn't talking about the church here we've already seen in revelation 4 and 5 where the church is the church is in heaven we see after the things or the current things the letters to the church it's the first after these things that's the outline right the things you see the things that are the things after this we see the end of the church age there we see a picture really of the rapture there in revelation 4 john sees a door open in heaven a voice like a trumpet line that up with first corinthians chapter 4 where it says that the last trumpet will all be caught up john's caught up in the spirit into heaven and then he sees the 24 thrones with 24 elders on them it's a picture of completeness John knows who they are. They have all the attributes of the church. It lines up with the letters that Jesus wrote to the church. You're going to have this, you're going to have that, you're going to have the other. You know what? They have all of those things. They're kings and priests, we read in Revelation 5 8, and they've been taken out of every tribe, tongue, people, and nation. So we know that it's not just 24 elders, but it's a picture of completeness of the church. I clearly see the church in heaven and a again i'll say I'll, i lean heavily towards a pre-tribulation rapture in that this group's a different group it is though similar in that they've come out of every nation tribes people and tongues and they're before the throne and before the lamb and again this just shows us that god wants to see all people come to the lord aren't you glad god shows no partiality that he's not prejudice some people get confused in this and you know they think of jews and israel oh that's god's chosen people and they start thinking that means god doesn't choose anyone else and you got to remember god chose israel so that they could be the mechanism to bring forth the savior so all the families of the earth can be blessed the gospels first to the jew that doesn't mean it's not to the gentile it's to the jew and to the gentile that's just the avenue that he used and he chose and there's no partiality with them and again the beautiful thing i love this because with the church you see every tribe nation tongues and peoples you see it with the tribulation saints people coming to christ in the tribulation and being martyred every nation tribes people and tongues and so we see in glory there's going to be diversity there again there's only one race Acts 17 we'll read it in a minute the human race Racism is not a biblical word it's a satanic word word it's associated with Charles Darwin and the lie of evolution and if that's something you're believing in tonight you have far more faith than I do as a Christian to believe that time and slime somehow brought forth the DNA to create men and women who can procreate I'll talk about a miracle pregnant women with human beings inside of them and it also racism i mean evolution teaches racism because it's these different races that evolved at different times we've gone over this many times this is the ideology that margaret sanger used to start planned parenthood that slaughters minority babies far more than white babies in our nation and it's the ideology and the theology that uh, adolf hitler used to slaughter jews and gypsies and christians and many others during the you know world war ii and the holocaust and so forth They're, those are lies but listen there is diversity you know it's, it's just like you know what isn't it i think it's awesome that all, not all dogs look alike I, I i loved. i don't i'm not fond of cats you know you may be praise god you got freedom in the lord i'm a dog man i always been a dog man and uh they're drawn to me i feel like aquaman around dogs no (laughs) but isn't it awesome that they're all they're they're like you got little dogs you got big dogs you 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 got dogs that you know what they've been bred to do different things but hear this a dog is a dog is a dog is a dog there's not a dog in the world that you cannot train if they go into water if they come out of water they're going to shake you cannot train a dog not to do that do you know that little fact for you tonight about dogs but a dog is a dog is a dog. It would be boring if every dog looked alike, right? And you're like, which dog's yours? I don't know. They all look alike. <laughs> That's called microevolution. That's actually a real thing. We're within their own kind. Remember, he made them out their own kind? They have the DNA to be able to put forth all these different kinds of dogs, and it's awesome. Well, guess what? It's the same with mankind adam and eve had the dna to put to put in them to have you know what big offspring and smaller offspring and some that are strong and some that are fast and some that are darker skin and lighter skin and it's a glorious glorious thing we got a of god and in glory it's going to be like that i i hate to break the news to you tonight if you are a racist and you're like in heaven they're all just gonna look like me, you know, gosh golly, you're wrong. <laughs> and I hope you're saved if you got that mentality. Again, there's gonna be no prejudice, no division. There's gonna be no more lies and ignorance, which is the basis of all of this stuff. Acts seventeen twenty six, he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on the face of the earth. And it's determined their pre-appointed times and boundaries of their dwellings. So that they should seek the Lord and hope that they might grope for him and find him. Though he's not far from each one of us. One blood. Listen, tonight you're sitting by your cousin. (laughs) You're sitting by your cousin. You're like, well actually this is my wife. Well, you know. We won't get into that. (laughs) So their diversity and then they all have white robes. And again these people aren't in the presence of god because their own righteousness and effort they're there because of the righteousness of jesus christ that's what this robe represents they're covered by the blood of the lamb they're covered by jesus's life his righteous life his life laid down for us jesus who knew no sin dying for sinners taking the wrath do us you know at resurrecting from the dead defeat our enemy sin de- sin death satan and hell that whoever would believe in him would trust in him would have their sins forgiven and they're now no longer under the law that damns every soul to hell but now they're under the shed blood of the lamb the grace of god they're clothed in his righteousness there are your notes i got the parable of the the wedding where you know at one sneaks in without a wedding garment and the you know at the the you know at the master of the home how did you get in here And he says, take him out. You can't come in here without a wedding garment. And tonight, if you think you're going to glory because of your good works or from some other nonsense other than faith in Jesus Christ, you're believing a lie. We got to have the righteousness of Jesus Christ upon us and praise God. He offers it to whoever will call upon his name. And again, this group is there through the preaching of the gospel. You have to have the gospel to get saved. And it seems really clear that it's through these 144,000 servants of the Lord who seem to be spread out over the whole world, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And as these individuals in this great multitude hear the gospel, they choose Jesus in life over the Antichrist. And in choosing Jesus in life, it costs them their life, but they gain eternal life. And these in this time that choose the Antichrist, thinking they're choosing life, they're really choosing death. Because we also read about an angel later on, in going through glory, basically saying, if you take that mark, you're damned. Again, let's be preaching the gospel today. Romans 1.16, Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Notice, for it's the power of God to salvation for notice everyone who believes for the jew first and the greek for in it is the righteousness of god in it the righteousness of god is revealed from faith to faith as is is written the just shall live by faith we need to be about the business of preaching the gospel as a church we are aggressive with evangelism not in the sense of you better get saved or i'm gonna it's not that but aggressive and we want to get the gospel out to our community it's been our aim for many years many ventures that we have taken and we've seen fruit from that but my hope would be that you know what when we stand before the lord that there won't be anyone in this north county especially that won't be able to say i never heard the gospel and i don't have to be face to face with everyone for that that's where we can use things like print ads like the flavor ad that goes to every mailbox in north county and why we put that gospel track on there you know why we use different media outlets and so forth and um and and you know we got some exciting evangelism things that are, are that we're working on right now that that probably we'll share and talk about you know in the next few weeks that are super super exciting and um you know what let's make sure all of us too are are getting those gospel tracks we have in there and praying for people and seizing the day and the opportunity don't listen to those eyes of the devil you know if you share jesus with them they're not going to like you anymore you know oh, oh, oh you know man they, you, you you might become their spiritual father and mother as well you might be 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 you know be the person they love the most and that wow they share jesus with me and if they hate you the lord says to rejoice if you're hated for him again man time short it says they have palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice saying salvation belongs to our god who sits on the throne into the lamb this is similar to the lord's first coming remember on palm sandy palm sunday they have the palms the palm trees uh, they go out to meet him and cried out hosanna which means save us or salvation and we saw the lord riding in on a donkey fulfilling prophecy it was prophesied the messiah would do that well listen in his second coming we see these servants with palm branches similar you know crying out hosanna or salvation belongs to our god who sits on the throne and the lamb and then i won't read it but in revelation 19 we see the lord coming with ten thousands of his saints according to you know what jude quoting enoch coming back with him on white robes and that's the picture of the church right there and it seems as if we'll come back with the lord on these horses and this is going to be the group similar to when the lord came into jerusalem on palm sunday with the palm branches rejoicing because this group again does not get their glorified body until after the events in revelation 19. you read that in revelation 20. and again they sing salvation belongs to our god and they know that man's the author of death but the lord is the author of salvation and life and he is the only one that offers it first timothy 2 5 there is one god and one mediator between god and men the man christ jesus who gave himself a ransom notice again for all to be testified in due time verse 11 and the angels stood around the throne and the elders and the four living creatures and notice they fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped god god's enemies always fall on their back god's people always fall on their face saying amen blessing and glory and wisdom thanksgiving and honor power might be to our god forever and ever then notice amen they bookend it with amens you see these angels and the elders they're still around the throne man life's found around the throne you know that notice they're in heaven and they're not getting bored with being around the throne Satan always wants to tempt you with that too. You know what, what are you going to do there? You know, we got so much exciting stuff going on down there. It's going to be boring up there. Not? You're going to be around the throne of God. And I'm going to tell you, we're going to have a perfect desire to be around the throne of God and a perfect contentment with being around the throne of God. We're not going to want. And I know on top of that, the Lord has great ventures waiting for us and again these elders we see them here they seem to represent the fullness of the church they're in glory during all of these things notice they're not on a cloud floating with a harp somewhere in a toga (laughs) and again they're on their face before the lord and they're rejoicing listen the angels and the elders they're rejoicing over these that are coming out of the tribulation that are getting saved during the great tribulation and they're getting martyred for their faith and they're rejoicing they're giving god praise and glory and honor it reminds me there of the parable the lord says in luke 15 of the lady that loses her coin sweeps her house she finds it she's rejoicing and he says likewise i say to you there is joy in the presence of the angel of god over one sinner who repents and this is a slew of sinners that repent maybe it will be the biggest you know kind of salvation campaign in the history of the world we we don't know but we know it's going to be a multitude bigger than the eye can see or count and they're going to notice in this they say amen there at the first first part of verse 12 they say amen at the beginning or at the end of it it's the final word or so be it and then they reel off just this phenomenal you know what praise to him blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our god not just in that time but forever and ever amen and this is something god's calling us to do today to bless him today to glorify him today to thank him today to give him honor today to thank him for his wisdom and power and might and say lord bestow those things upon me i said if you lack wisdom all you got to do is ask and he'll give it i you know i remember reading that about i was about 22 years old i'd come back to the lord long absence from him and i read that and i thought you know what i'm gonna start praying for that every day because i knew i was a real dummy and i'm like i need that and i know i you know when you pray for that god gives you i believe that wisdom and it's all the more that you know each day you pray that you know i'm actually dumber than i thought but praise god that he helps us get through things just like i'll go back to this last year and a half it's been amazing how god i believe has given us wisdom with things and laid on our hearts you're gonna be out here next winter start buying tents right now start buying heaters right now I give God the praise for that. We got like thirty-five heaters, and then, you know what? October rolled around. It's like no one can find heaters. I'm like oh that church bought all of them. You know, and we're sitting out here. I mean, you know, the middle of December in these tents, and you know, feeling so good. And you're like, "How are you guys doing that?" Well, we got heaters and whatnot. You know, and we needed a little bit more wisdom when that storm came through. <laughs> Again, we're growing but now we know now we know so you know we got we got storm protocol now so anyhow verse 13 let's try to finish this up then one of the elders answered saying to me who are these arrayed in white robes and where do they come from and and i or john said to him sir you know john john doesn't know who these people are he had no problem identifying the 24 elders on the 24 thrones it was like no problem with that sir you know these are the ones who've come out of the Great Tribulation, washed their robes, and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Now, this to me implies that they got saved in the Great Tribulation and they've come out of the Great Tribulation. That during the Great Tribulation, they washed their robes and made them white in what? The blood of the Lamb that we just talked about. You've got to be covered by the blood, you've got to have faith in Jesus life's in the blood it's a picture of i am covered by the life of jesus that is sinless versus before i had faith in christ it was just me under the law and i'm going to hell in that god's standard is perfection it's not well that's a good guy man it's not that we have all transgressed grossly god's law over and over and over again like i said sunday look at if we got what we deserve right now this earth would open up and we'd all plummet into hell that's super bad news isn't it but there's even greater good news that jesus christ paid the penalty of our sin listen god keeps balance accounts (laughs) every debt has to be paid god has balanced books and jesus paid our debt and so through faith in him we get those white garments We're covered by the blood and if you shun that then your debt will be paid for eternity in hell you're like well that doesn't sound fair well listen God's judgments are righteous and just. There is nothing crooked nor perverse in them. So, if you got a problem with those books, your problem is with the Lord, and you need to settle that problem through getting on your knees and calling upon the Lord Jesus Christ. So, it seems clearly to me in, in, in the verbiage here, they've come out of the great tribulation. And washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. This is a group that gets saved during the great tribulation. Individuals coming to the Lord. And listen, it's clear through other texts, which we'll get into, Lord, ruling down the road. It's going to come to a thing where you either, you know what, accept the mark of the beast and worship him, or we're going to kill you right now. And the Bible talks about them, you know what, being being decapitated through, you know what, off with the head i won't get into the fema camps and all the guillotines and all that you've probably heard those reports and whatnot i don't know what's true and what's not true but i know this is true and i know this is where things are headed but again listen and what's going to seem like defeat there's glorious glorious victory to be found and i'll tell you what a witness to these that will be taking that mark what a witness as they march these folks out to you know what slaughter them with every one of them is going to stack up more wrath on this antichrist group as they see the witness after witness after witness of people willing to say i love the lord jesus christ my faith is in him i will not bow a knee to this antichrist to this beast to this dragon i'm more concerned with worshiping god and my eternal soul than a few breadcrumbs and to be able to buy sell and trade in your whack economy that at this point even do this thing nose dives from like the second or third seal on but it seems there'll be a great delusion amongst these people and it will probably be through some sort of transhumanism where they're you know they're 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 getting something you know it, so, so some sort of boost through all this you know what uh 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 again singularity and side note jeff bezos i saw this week is paying several scientists a million dollars a year to help him to achieve immortality <laughs> it's all transhumanism again this has been they're they're moving in this direction a merger between man and sh- machine you know carl schwab the guys from the great ec- you know the world economic forum we've showed these videos we've talked about this again this isn't a bunch of guys playing Dungeons and Dragons in their basement going hey wouldn't it be cool for robots it's not that you're like hey I play that you probably shouldn't be you got freedom too but you probably shouldn't be whatever that's between you and the Lord um but this is like what's this is the push right now and a lot of the stuff going on with all the things in the news and so forth which I told myself tonight I'm not going to get deep into that it's pushing the agenda And these people are going to say, you know what, I don't want that. I want to serve the Lord. I want to be created in His image, not to be recreated in the image of this beast. I'm going to go with how God made me and I put my trust in Him. Beautifully here, real quick, this is a whole bunch of people getting saved at the end of the age. I love the fact that the Bible has more than one account of people getting saved at the end of their life and one thing i've been hearing a lot of reports of and i've seen it so many times over the years in ministry of people when they get diagnosed of something that says you know what you're about to die them coming to the lord jesus christ and there's been a lot of that lately other side of this listen quick keep praying for those that you love acquaintances and so forth that they'll get born again don't give up on them oh that's the most honoring antichrist person i'm done praying for him you want to at times right you're like i'm throwing in the towel keep praying for them keep lifting them up to the lord listen that thief on the cross that got saved you know the holy spirit revealed that conversation so it was recorded in a scripture if it had not been you know what everyone there would probably say oh that guy's going to hell you know he even said i deserve to be up here you know he's not even arguing the fact that he deserved capital punishment But lord jesus christ met him where he was at as he hung on that cross isn't that awesome and i just have to think that even right now i was thinking about this the other day you know it's absolutely tragic how in these hospitals right now they're not allowing i know there's some provision for maybe one person to come on but in in the room but over the last year and a half so many people have died alone in their rooms so so many people have i'll get i'm gonna get angry if i start talking about it but listen i know this that every believer has been comforted by jesus christ i know that i know every believer has been comforted by jesus christ even my dear friend who passed a few days ago. Comforted by the Lord. But here's the thing, you know, those unbelievers. I was thinking about this and I thought, you know what? A lot of times people say, well, you know, they didn't know, they, you know someone dies, they don't know the Lord. Well, they died peacefully. You know, oh, I'll comfort myself with that. Dude shun God. He died peacefully and went to hell? Again, maybe he had one of these conversions but let's deal in realities and i thought you know what i know god's always faithful to reveal himself to people in the course of their life i know there's a lot of people that need to hear the gospel but there's a lot of people who've heard the gospel And i thought maybe the best thing for some of these folks was to be isolated in that room so they don't got their new age aunt up here coaching them up that you know what you're going to see unicorns and just be good forever i mean people come up with wacky stuff i've had to gently rebuke a lot of liars in those rooms over the years like ah, no, that's not true you need to quit talking right now we're going to talk about the bible and i thought maybe some of these folks in this being isolated in there cried out to jesus christ that's my prayer that again even what the enemy has intended to use for evil my god's using for good verse 15 therefore they are before the throne of god and then notice, serve him day and night in his temple, and he who sits on the throne will dwell among them. This is where you again you see a difference between these tribulation saints and the church. We already saw earlier that the church is on the throne with God. These people are before the throne, and they serve him in his temple and the temple referred to is found in ezekiel forty through forty eight it's the millennial temple because after that in the new jerusalem guess what there is no temple revelation 21 i saw no temple the lord's a temple <laughs> we know we're going to rule and reign with the lord these individuals will to a degree but they're going to be serving in the temple while we are out ruling and reigning i don't know what that's going to look like But I know we're going to be representing the Lord to that millennial group or the group that comes into the millennium. And really our time here kind of will be a determination of how we're serving there. This is a test right now. Do you know that? Are we going to bury our gifts or are we going to use them? And then finally, it says in verse 16, and this is glorious, neither shall they hunger anymore nor thirst anymore the sun shall not strike them nor any heat for the lamb who is the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to living fountains of water and god will wipe every tear from their eyes this tribulation again is going to be unlike any other time in the history of the world it's going to be a horrific horrific time it really is i run into certain believers and they seem like again the lord's going to come when he's going to come i believe we always need to be looking but there's certain individuals it's almost like they want to go through that tribulation and they comfort while well, i'm getting my supplies together i don't think it's going to do you any good i mean the red horse comes out and dudes are taking out their sword they're looking for who's, who's been stocking stuff up they're going to hunger and thirst in that time but these individuals will no longer hunger nor thirst and this isn't just true for them it's true for us praise god and listen the sun shall not strike them nor any heat in the great tribulation there's going to be real global warming it talks about in revelation 16 the sun scorching men that's not talking about dudes right now not putting sunscreen on when they go to the beach i've heard people you know this is you know fulfill prophecy you have no idea what you're talking about dude there's going to be events that go on in the stars that are going to scorch people it doesn't say oh we got sunburn. they get scorched with great heat notice revelation 16:9. men were scorched with great heat and they blaspheme the name of god who has the power over these plagues and did not repent and give him glory that's how hard people's hearts can get towards god almighty but for these folks no longer the sun won't strike them anymore nor any heat see when the believer passes from this life to the next man it's a major upgrade you need to know that i've said it before it's like going from baltic avenue to you know what boardwalk but that doesn't even begin to scratch the surface of it and then again and maybe we'll come back to this last verse next week the lamb who's in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to living fountains of water and i love this god will wipe every tear from their eyes this is a promise for them and us tonight in christ when you're led by the shepherd guess what you're never led astray And these fountains of water, they're talked about in Ezekiel 47, Revelation 22. Where it talks about, there out of Jerusalem, there's going to be waters that flow, that flow down to the Dead Sea that makes it living. And there's going to be leaves there for the healing of the nations. And how can we not think about the fountains of living water that the Lord wants to pour in and through us even right now through the work of the Holy Spirit? And then beautifully... God will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be a lot of tears during that tribulation. There's a lot of tears in the world today. When man sinned, again, when man chose to sin in that garden, a curse came, death came, brokenness came, tears come from that. I would imagine tonight if we stacked up all our tears, you know, the psalm says God holds them in a bottle. There'd be a lot of bottles up here, right? But every tear is going to be walked away, wiped away. Not only those tears that physically come out, but those, you know, groanings and tears deep down in that sometimes, you know, you get, you you, you come to the place where they're just bottled up and i've had a few times in my life where you know what the lord was taking me through things and i think of some times in particular even in the last three four years where just god brought me to a place where i had i you just i just i'm gonna cry out to god until i get healed and i get direction and two three hours into prayer finally i just burst forth with tears and i'm like i didn't know i could do this i didn't know i had the capability of doing this because i haven't physically cried many times in my life and it just just has to do with the way i was raised and so forth and a lot of good in that and and challenges you know it like we all have but praise god that we know more tears not a glorious thing heavenly father we praise you tonight we give you glory we thank you for your word oh lord we thank you that you're so good we thank you that tonight in christ we're covered by the blood of the lamb and we got a, a white robe, not based on our, our works, but based on what you've done for us. Oh God, I thank you for your loving kindness, your tender mercies that you crown upon your people. Lord, let us rejoice. Let us keep looking, God, first and foremost to you. Let us discern the times. And God, let these be platforms that we preach Jesus on to a world that desperately needs you. And tonight, if you haven't called upon Christ today's the day of salvation you've heard the gospel several times in this message tonight you've heard the bad news of sin and hell you've heard the good news of salvation obtained through faith in christ if you haven't repent tonight and put faith in jesus and he will meet you where you're at we thank you and praise you god bless the rest of our evening our fellowship and we ask and pray these things in jesus name and god's people said amen god bless you